Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Welcome to the show. Today, we ask and answer, what is a grandparent-owned 529 plan? Let's get right to it. All right, so how do they work? You know, what do you need to know about them and what changes should you know about? A grandparent-owned 529 plan is a 529 college savings plan, of course, where the account holder is, you guessed it, a grandparent as opposed to a parent, which would mean, you guessed it, (laughs) the grandchild is the beneficiary. Another alternative would be a custodial 529 plan account, where the grandchild is both the account owner and beneficiary, but the grandparent serves as custodian. There's no limit on the type of 529 plan where grandparents can make contributions. Grandparents can contribute to grandparent-owned 529 plans, custodial plans, and even parent-owned plans. If you're a grandparent, there are several reasons why you may or may not want to be the account owner. The most important factors of account ownership include tax implications, financial aid, and estate planning. Keep in mind that grandparent-owned 529 plans have a different impact on eligibility for need-based financial aid than parent-owned 529 plans. So here's what to know if you're an account holder. You're in control of the funds. By serving as the owner of the account, as opposed to contributing to a parent-owned plan, the grandparent remains control over the account. This might be necessary to ensure that the money is spent for the grandchild's benefit if the parents are spendthrift. You can also tap into funds if you need it. You can take back the money from a 529 plan account as a non-qualified distribution, if necessary. And there are tax benefits. You might need to be the account owner to claim a state income tax break, though. You can surprise your grandkids. This is huge. The grandparent can keep a grandparent-owned 529 plan account secret from the parents and grandchildren, letting them surprise the family later when they announce that they've saved for the grandchild's college education. All they need to know is the grandchild's date of birth and social security number to open the account. Now, let's take a look at the impact on taxes. Two-thirds of states offer an income tax deduction or tax credit based on contributions to the state's 529. In 10 states, the taxpayer must be the account owner or spouse of the owner to claim a state income tax break. You can see a list of those states at thecollegeinvestor.com. 529 plans provide significant estate planning benefits too. Up to the annual gift tax exclusion, contributions to a 529 plan are immediately removed from the contributor's estate, even if the contributor remains control, retains control rather, over the 529 plan as the account owner. The annual gift tax exclusion is 16 grand per beneficiary in 2022. Married couples can give twice that amount, so $32,000 when giving as a couple. A five-year gift tax averaging, also known as super funding, allows contributors to give a lump sum contribution up to five times the annual gift tax exclusion or 80,000 bucks, five times 16,000 per beneficiary, or you and your spouse can double that up for $160,000 per beneficiary. A portion of the gift is removed from your estate each year. Giving a lump sum allows the beneficiary to immediately invest the full amount 
instead of just a fifth of the amount each year. Earnings accumulate on a tax-deferred basis. Qualified distributions are entirely tax-free. Qualified distributions include amounts spent on college costs like tuition and fees, books, supplies, equipment, computers, software, peripherals, and internet access, room and board even, if enrolled on at least a half-time basis, and special needs expenses. Qualified distributions may also be used to pay for up to $10,000 per year in elementary and secondary school tuition. That's pretty cool. Qualified distributions can also be made to repay up to $10,000 in the beneficiary's student loans and $10,000 for each of the beneficiary's siblings. With the change in beneficiary, the 529 plan can also be used to repay up to $10,000 in parent loans. The $10,000 limit is a lifetime limit per borrower, regardless of the number of 529 plans. Qualified distributions don't include amounts spent on admission testing fees, college application fees, travel or transportation, or even health insurance. The earnings portion of a non-qualified distribution is taxable at the recipient's rate, plus a 10% penalty. The recipient may be the beneficiary or the account owner. The tax penalty is waived if, and only if, The beneficiary received a tax-free grant or scholarship, such as the American Opportunity Tax Credit, AOTC, Lifetime Learning Tax Credit, LLTC, attended a U.S. military academy, received veterans' educational assistance, received employer-paid educational assistance up to the amount of the education benefit, or the beneficiary has died or is disabled. Generation Skipping Transfer Taxes All right, so when a grandparent contributes to a 529 for a grandchild, they may be subject to generation-skipping transfer taxes, GST. GST occurs when the beneficiary is 37 and a half years younger than the donor. However, GST does not apply if the grandchild's parents are both dead. GST is subject to the same exclusions and exemptions as gift taxes. In particular, the $16,000 annual gift tax exclusion and five-year gift tax averaging applies. If you want to give more, you'll use up part of your lifetime exemption, which was $12.06 million in 2022, or $24.1 million for a couple. Most people will not have to pay GST or gift taxes. However, if you give more than sixteen dollars to a beneficiary in a single year, you're going to need to file a U.S. gift and generation skipping transfer tax return or IRS IRS Form 709. Now let's take a look at impact on financial aid. The impact on financial aid depends on who owns the account, which affects how the 529 is reported as an asset on the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, FAFSA, so fun to say, and how distributions are reported as income on the FAFSA. If the 529 plan is owned by a dependent student, it is reported as parent asset, on the FAFSA and qualified distributions are ignored. If the 529 plan is owned by an independent student, it is reported as a student asset on the FAFSA and qualified distributions are ignored. If the 529 is owned by anybody else, like a grandparent, aunt, uncle, cousin, or non-custodial parent, it is not reported as an asset on the FAFSA, but qualified distributions count as untaxed income to the beneficiary. In all cases, 
the earnings portion of a non-qualified distribution is included in adjusted gross income (AGI) on the recipient's federal income tax return. Therefore, it's reported as income on the subsequent year's FAFSA. The reporting of a 529 plan and distributions on the FAFSA affects the student's eligibility for need-based financial aid. Keep these things in mind. Parent assets do reduce eligibility for need-based financial aid by as much as 5.5%. Student assets reduce eligibility for need-based financial aid by as much as 3.29% if the student has dependents other than a spouse. It's reduced by 20% if the student does not have dependents other than a spouse. Qualified distributions from a 529 plan that is owned by anybody other than the student or a dependent student's custodial parent will reduce eligibility for need-based financial aid by as much as half, 50% of the distribution amount. So the qualified distribution is reported as untaxed income to the student on the FAFSA. Student income, both taxed and untaxed, is partially sheltered by an income protection allowance. Half of any income above the income protection allowance will reduce eligibility for need-based financial aid. So, for example, if there is ten grand in a 529 plan owned by a dependent student or the dependent student's parent, it will reduce the student's aid eligibility, I should say, by up to $564 a year. If the 529 plan is owned by an independent student, it reduces aid eligibility by up to $2,000. That's a chunk. If the 529 plan is owned by a grandparent, a qualified distribution of $10,000 will reduce aid eligibility by as much as $5,000. Here are six quick workarounds for grandparent-owned 529 plans. There are a lot of workarounds for the severe negative impact on a grandparent-owned 529 plan can have on the grandchild's eligibility for need-based financial aid. Number one, just change the account owner. The grandparent can change the account owner to the parent, if allowed. Some 529 plans only allow a change of account owner if the account owner dies. Some will recapture state income tax breaks if the account owner changes. Two, Roll it over. The grandparent can roll over a year's worth of funds to a parent-owned 529. The parent-owned 529 plan must be in the same state as the grandparent-owned 529 plan to avoid the recapture of state income tax breaks attributable to the rollover. 3. Wait until your sophomore year. The grandparent can wait until January 1st of the student's sophomore year in college. If the student will graduate within four years, to take a distribution. Since the FAFSA uses two-year-old income data, distributions after this date will not be reported on the FAFSA. Boom! Number four, wait until graduation. If the family is unsure how long it will take the student to graduate, they can always wait until after the student has graduated to take a distribution. Distributions in the same tax year as the expenses can satisfy the requirements for a qualified distribution. Number five workaround, take a qualified distribution. The grandparent can take a qualified distribution of up to 10K each for the beneficiary and siblings to repay their student loans. The grandparent can also repay up to 10 grand in parent loans if they change the beneficiary to the parent. And number six, leave some of the funds. 
grandparents can always have leftover money in the account, as there's no requirement to actually take a distribution. There are no age or time limits. Okay, so there was this big announcement of a FAFSA simplification, and here's a really big important change with that. Grandparent-owned 529 plans will no longer affect the student's eligibility for need-based financial aid, starting with the 2024-2025 FAFSA because of FAFSA simplification. FAFSA simplification eliminates the cash support question, which is where untaxed income to the student was previously reported. This means that grandparent-owned 529s will not be reported as an asset and qualified distributions will not be reported as income on the FAFSA. This is huge. Non-qualified distributions will continue to be included in income. The 24-25 FAFSA is based on 2022 income, so qualified distributions from a grandparent-owned 529 plan starting in 2022 will no longer affect aid eligibility. Want to learn more? You can check out our ultimate guide on 529 plans at thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks so much for stopping by today. That is our show. I know it was a little bit lengthy, a lot of numbers, a lot of things going on. If you want to dive deeper into 529s, just check out again. It's thecollegeinvestor.com. We'd also love to get to know you better on your journey. Just follow us on social media. We're everywhere. Search for The College Investor and you'll find us. Thanks so much again, and we'll talk to you again real soon.